Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Super Bowl time, and yeah, I'm here yeah, woo, woo. with the only two twins. They're going to break down this Super Bowl for you right now. Unless you have another pair of twins like right next to you who just happen to be talking to you about the Super Bowl at the exact same time you're listening to this, but I find that highly unlikely. Michael it, and Jason riveting, Petropoulos. It would just <laughs> be riveting. It's likely happening somewhere in this world, but the likelihood that it's someone listening to this, I don't know about that. That's what I'm saying. Like it so I'm right. I have to be right. The 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 rule of logic says you guys are the only twins that are gonna be doing this for them at this exact moment. You have to be right. <laughs> uh, There's no other option. Here. There is no other option. Uh, Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. If you want to support the show today, we're going to be going over some news. The big Matt Stafford trade. What is the reaction? What is the fantasy reaction? Some news from around the league. And we're going to be playing a Super Bowl Sporkle. Again, Patreon.com uh, slash Broto Fantasy. If you want to support the show, let's get started. The Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Yes. What? So what are you guys' Super Bowl plans? Obviously, this is... This is a different type of Super Bowl, man. This is a COVID Super Bowl, our first COVID Super Bowl. COVID didn't even hit until a little bit after the Super Bowl last year. So possibly the last party someone might have attended might have been a Super Bowl party. And here we are. There was 1,000% super spreading Super Bowl parties last year. Just we didn't know. Yeah, we just had no idea for sure, 100%. But yeah, you know what I did last Super Bowl actually? I uh um I drove back from school in up in Ithaca, which is four hours, uh, to watch the Super Bowl with you guys. And then I woke up at like four AM after the Super Bowl, drove up and then went to class at like nine AM and then had class until like three. <laughs> it was a fun day. It's a fucking warrior right there. I remember that. Yeah. That's a warrior right there. Uh it was a good Super Bowl too. It it, it was worth it. We had we had some fun. And but yeah, uh, it's gonna be different this year. That's for sure. I'm I'm just I'm doing everything homemade and watching with my wife. Very low key. I'm doing homemade wings. I'm doing homemade pizza. Uh, I'm I'm lactose intolerant, so I gotta get the the bootleg cheese. Although <laughs> vegan cheese technology has come such a long way in such a short period of time. I can't even say. I can't even tell you. Don't try to tell me it tastes anything like real cheese, bro. Yep. It doesn't. It honestly has a. It's it tastes way more like real cheese than it did four years ago. I remember four years ago was the first time I had to had to try this, and I was like, "Yo, this is not cheese. This is melted cardboard." It's just, it was disgusting, but now it actually it tastes like it tastes like cheese. But mm. that's that's what I'm doing. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna enjoy I'll, the I'll game. I'll stick to cheese. May, I might even have to be drinking wine or tequila instead of beer because tequila. I, don't make it wine. You yeah. want to fall asleep during the Super Bowl, or is this amateur yeah, yeah. hour? That's true. That's true. It's red wine, though. Red wine keeps me up. White wine puts me to sleep. What about, what about your plans, Michael? We're over here uh, waiting. What's what's your plans, bro? What are you doing? Um, I'm doing uh, what we did for the for New Year's, which is me, Jay, and Johnny. 
uh, excuse me, <clears throat> our third brother and our girlfriends. Just that. Keep it very small and nice, brotherly. And uh, watch some Super Bowl. Probably going to order some pizza or wings or both. We're still trying to figure that out, even though it's in like three days. We always order food last minute. It's the absolute worst. You guys, and then we have to go through like eight places until we find stupid. one that still has food available. You, guys you know, stupid. I haven't, I haven't said it to Johnny yet, but um, he he's the host of this shindig. He needs to take the step up and try to order some food. No, that should be his yeah. responsibility. He's trying to pass it off on us. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I got the invite. I know Johnny's making people get uh get tested before they're coming. That's what everyone should do. Go get tested. Be safe if you're gonna get if you're gonna be in a party. Just be at a safe party. You know, get tested. It takes takes three minutes once you're there. It takes a little while online to get there. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but get tested. Um, but let's talk about non-Super Bowl stuff. If you want to hear us talk about the Super Bowl, we are gonna have an entire Super Bowl preview, an entire our thoughts on the Super Bowl overall. Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy is where we're going to have that episode. It is an exclusive episode to patrons. Um, if you go to if you go to the website I just said, Patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy, or if you go to BrotoFantasy.com, you're going to see a banner right away, and you go through there. For as little as $3 a month, you can get tons of extras, including an extra episode every week and access to the community. Uh, so please, if you enjoy the show and you want it to keep going, we are unveiling big plans that's all i gotta say this big big plans brodo is ready to move into the next tier of 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 this whole thing and the reason why that's the case is because you guys have been generous enough to join us on patreon and support our journey up the ladder so thank you so much for that we really appreciate it we've been able to do so much because of you and if you are not yet a patron and you want to join up please uh Please do so. We'd appreciate it at patreon.com slash Fantasy. All right. Matt Stafford is traded to the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Jason, I think it was you who was on the Twitter. Just a little while before that, there was a team who was turned into the Vegas favorite to get Matt Stafford. Can you remind me? Yeah, who was true. that? The Niners. The Niners. So all of a sudden, the Niners... And then out of nowhere, because I don't even think the Rams are really being discussed like that. The Rams kind of swoop in. They gave up two picks. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, two first-round picks. They gave up a third-round pick as well. And they give up their current franchise quarterback, Jared Goff, which we'll talk about Jared Goff in a second. But Tim, sorry to cut you off, but I, I don't know if Michael remembers the name, but it's online with what you were saying. It wasn't the Niners, but there was a team that was super close to getting Stafford to the point where they were like, dealing physicals back and forth. And then the Rams swooped in, offered a better offer, and he went to the Rams. Oh, right. Um, uh, I think I sent you that tweet, Jay. Right? The Panthers. Yes. There you go. It was yeah, the yeah, Panthers. Yeah, right. Well, that's yeah, that Teddy would... Bridgewater. Up. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Up. That would have been insane, him and the Panthers, though. Because him in a, in a Matt Rule system, I would have been like, oh, shit. Oh, DJ Moore. Oof. DJ Moore. Matt Stafford will rule the world. Get it? Get it? Yo, imagine him uncorking deep bombs to Robbie Anderson, too. Like, Stafford could throw the ball 80 yards probably without even trying. Um, but, I mean, what are, your, what are your thoughts about the trade first? We'll, we'll analyze what we think they are for the team, but the trade itself, who won the trade in your opinion, Jason? I believe that the Rams won. Um, I think that the people who think that this changed much for Deshaun Watson... Uh, 
are incorrect, and I think that the people who think the Lions got an insane deal back are incorrect. I think what people aren't realizing is that Jared Goff is signed to a big contract. And if you look back not too long ago, the Browns traded Brock Osweiler for a second-round pick in order to, like, they just, uh, sorry, they traded for Brock Osweiler to get a second-round pick. They just took on the contract and got a second-round pick out of it. Like, these big contracts are worth a lot in the NFL in terms of uh, what you're getting for them. And it was an early second-round pick. And the Rams are going to have late first-round picks. So they gave up two late first-round picks, got Jared Goff's contract off their books, and a couple of later picks. I think, like, it's a decent get for the Lions if they're just going to move on because now they need to rebuild. But I definitely think the Rams got the better of the trade because they're a team with a great defense, and they're a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender, and now they are a Super Bowl contender. The more and more I think about the trade from the Lions side, the more and more it doesn't make sense for me. Because like you said, my my first uh, initial thoughts were, oh, shit, they got two first-round picks, you know, and they got Jared Goff. Like, that's a pretty good deal. But then I, I, I think to myself, now, is Jared Goff a franchise quarterback? The answer could be yes. We've seen him. We've seen him be good. He was the number one overall pick. For me, the eye test, and this has been since he's a rookie, um, I have a track record. I've been recording my voice talking about so, uh, sports for six years. I've I, I've hated, like I've just hated golf's game for forever. But a lot of people saw a lot of good in him. So can he be that guy? If you're Detroit, you take on that contract. He has to be that guy for you. And if you're Detroit, if you're Detroit, I know you're getting the two first round picks, which has value, and I I respect that. But you're going for the rebuild. Go for the rebuild. You can't rebuild with a $100 million subpar quarterback. You're putting yourself in purgatory like that. And when, like, when you... So that's telling me that the Lions think that Dan Campbell is the missing piece and that they have a roster to compete plus Jared Goff and two first-round picks because they're obviously not tearing it down because if they were tearing it down then they wouldn't have acquired Jared Goff. So I don't understand the move from the Lions' perspective. They just got... I, I get the two first-round picks. I do. But this just isn't realistic. If I was a Lions fan, I would want them to tear it down all the way and rebuild. And this just doesn't scream tear it down all the way. This screams uh, middling ugh-ness. You know, for me, like I get what you're saying. I think it's a win-win for both teams. Um, just to start with the Rams, because I have less to say about them, really. It's they went, they're going all in, man. Like they have set their team up to win now, clearly with all their roster moves. Like they've spent a ton of money. They've been trading away draft picks. They're not trying to waste the next two, three years. They went all in on Matt Stafford. He could very well be the missing ingredient for that team, the missing piece with the way that defense played this year and the weapons they have on offense. Good for them. Like, if they don't win in the next couple of years, they wouldn't have won with Jared Goff. And they're already in bad shape four or five years from now. So why not go even further deep into it to try to win in the next two to three years? So I'm all about that for the Rams at this point. Like, who cares if you don't have those two first-round picks? For the Lions, though, like, I get it. Like, why would they trade for Jared Goff with that contract? But there's an out... Um, after the the second year in that contract with the Lions, um, where it's no dead cap. 
Mm. Like, there's no chance this dude is going to be there in 2023. So it's basically a two-year deal with uh, Jared Goff, and then they can move on. They're basically saying, let's see if Goff has something for us next year. Maybe, Maybe we could be competitive. And then the following year, whatever. Like, if they suck, they suck. They're going to get rid of golf the next year. They'll have a high draft pick. So that's how I think they're looking at it. They got the two first-round picks, which is great draft capital. And then they got a guy for they're going to hold for two years. If he's good, good. That means the team will be good. And he's shown flashes, like you said, in the past. I don't think he's better than a league average quarterback. So I don't think he's going to help them. He's certainly not better than Stafford. But he's also not like the worst quarterback in the league. That's that's a little bit like, eh, because... If you're going to tank, why not just fully tank? Right. You know? Right. But, yeah, that's I mean, where I'm at, Michael. Like, why wait until 2023 to be free? Because, like what Tim said, they just signed Dan Campbell to a six-year contract. Maybe they're actually saying we think golf is good enough to be a a, a playoff-level quarterback, and they're actually going to try to win next season. Either way, it's basically a two-year rental for this guy. They got two first-round picks out of it, and Matt Stafford said he wanted to be traded. It was... It was out there in the world. Like, Matt Stafford's gone. I wonder who's going to get him. So to get a league average quarterback for the next couple of years and a couple first-round picks, I don't I don't think it's a bad move for the Lions. Call yeah, I, I got I to agree oh, no. with that. Uh, sorry about that. I just uh, – I'm, I'm looking at the exact <laughs> – looking at some things in, a, in an advertisement just started playing in the background. Um, I, I think that you got to also remember the two picks that are going are 2022 and 2023. And that also affects the deal because it's not this year's pick. So there's a lot of there's a lot of what ifs and what coulds that are, you there's no guarantee. You don't know what that pick is. So it's intrinsically just has less value. So I think looking at two first round picks, that's also deceptive because they're two late first round picks as well. So I think it, this this trade kind of looks better on paper for the Lions than it actually is. I think the I think this is a home run for the Rams. I think the Rams. I I think personally Matt Stafford is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the history of football in terms of how, the time that I've been watching. Matt Stafford has been an elite quarterback for Matt Long. He's just stuck in a terrible, terrible, terrible situation. He never has the same uh, head coach. He never has the same coordinator. His weapons are are always on the outside. He's always making it happen. He always has that one guy that he has to make it happen with, but never any running game, always with a either below to average middling offensive offensive line, and always one of the league's worst defenses, always, 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 always. So he's always in catch-up mode. He's always running for his life. And to see him be able to break free of that and be on a team that has, number one, a, a great defense, number two, weapons all over, a running game, a good offensive line, which that offensive line, they're going to have to spend high draft capital on that offensive line, and I, I think they will, but they're not going to have any first-round picks <laughs> until 2024. So uh, they have to, they're going to have to spend those second-round picks on some offensive linemen because their, their line is aging. But with that being said, I'm really looking forward to Matt Stafford with L.A., and I think that he makes them an automatic Super Bowl contender. And by week six, when he's killing it and everyone's like, Oh, Matt Stafford, what a surprise. Like, it should not be a surprise to you. He's, he's. I'd also like to note the Rams are taking advantage of one of the 
biggest competitive advantages in the league right now that nobody utilizes. And it's the usage of draft picks and trades. They haven't had a first round pick since Jared Goff. They're not going to have a first round pick for another few years. And who gives a shit? They have Jalen Ramsey. They have a great defense with Aaron Donald leading it. And they have Robert Woods, who they got for super cheap. And they drafted Cooper Cup. Like, they drafted Cam Akers, who's going to be a playmaker next year. You don't need to always have a first-round pick because guess what? People fucking bust. Laquan Treadwell sucks. Like, a first-round pick is great, but the value of it is so high in the NFL. Even third-round picks, fourth-round picks. You see people like fucking Eric Weidel get traded for nothing at times. Trade picks for great players because these picks aren't even, like, necessary slam dunks and make your team great. That's what the Rams are doing right now. They have a top five team and they haven't had a first round pick since Jared Goff. They screwed up their first round pick. They drafted Jared Goff and he's not good enough to lead them to a Super Bowl to win a Super Bowl. And they're still an annual contender because they've been trading picks for good players. They fucked up their first round pick technically three years in a row with Goff because that's what they paid up for him. Yeah. Yeah. True. And it doesn't matter. It's, like you have to be, you have to be good at drafting in the later rounds, yes. But I just think that there's a giant inefficiency in the market right now. People overvalue draft picks. They're not guarantees. Yeah. You can get you can get players in the later rounds and you can get very good players that you know are very good. And like if if you're a rebuilding team, then it makes makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you want as many lottery tickets as you can get to try to get back to being a great good to great team. But like Jason said, if you're already a great team, who cares about a lottery ticket when there's like, do you want a possible $100,000 lottery ticket or do you want to take an 80, just $80,000 for free in Matt Stafford? Right. And for the Rams, obviously you're just going to take Matt Stafford. Like you're trying to win it all. And he gives you the best shot to do it of all the quarterbacks available. Like we've seen what Stafford could do. The dude's a baller. And uh, I'm excited to see him in that Rams offense. I've heard some talk on Twitter. Um, the popular, the a popular quasi take, you know, the, the popular, like, uh, I'm going to be the cool guy take that was coming on t- across Twitter was, is Matt Stafford really that much better than Jared Goff? Look at their career numbers. And, uh, why would you want to trade all that for a quote unquote, and this is the word they're use aging quarterback. Well, first of all, the answer to Matt Stafford versus Jared Goff is Matt Stafford is miles ahead of Jared Goff. Like, Matt Stafford is a much better quarterback than Jared Goff is in every single way. And he he might not be able to to run, but he can move, and Goff can't. He has a better arm than Goff. He's more accurate than Goff. He makes better decisions than Goff. He's a better leader than Goff. He Every single check mark that you need, he's better than Goff at. Uh, on top of that, he's 33 years old. Since when is 33 years old for a quarterback aging? I don't know if you know this, but the, a 43-year-old quarterback is playing in the Super Bowl. And yeah, that's a little bit, yeah, I know, it's he's one of a kind. But if you look around the league, one-third, almost one-third of the league, 10 quarterbacks in the league are 32 and older this season. Out of those 10 quarterbacks, seven made the playoffs. 33 is not over the hill at all. Especially when you've been elite and when your arm stays elite. I, I think he's been elite and he's been he's been repressed 
He's like a like a, a great like a, a great like I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> He's like a great warrior that was born like a bastard. And if anything, the the way you just put it, I feel like him being thirty three, if anything, goes against people saying oh but he's 33 because like you said seven of ten quarterbacks who are 32 and older are in the playoffs because nfl quarterbacks are not starting anymore by the time they turn 32 unless they are very valuable quarterbacks facts Facts. everyone else that age at the quarterback position is either a backup or out of the league jared goff is not going to be a starting quarterback once he turns 32 because he's not good enough to be a starting quarterback that deep into his career like, they got to that point being 32 and starting because they're clearly good enough to still be starting. Great point. That's a great point, too. Um, let's talk about the fantasy aspects of this because, obviously, there's going to be fantasy ramifications. And BrotoFantasy.com, the hub for everything you need that is fantasy. Um, we're going to be going over this a lot more in the coming season, uh, obviously, as we analyze it. But just initial thoughts. Uh, the Rams already had a lot of players that you wanted in fantasy. Robert Woods is someone you wanted in fantasy. Uh, um, why, why, why can't I remember his name? Cooper Cup is someone you wanted in fantasy. Cam Akers is someone you wanted in, in fantasy. Uh, Tyler Higby had his moments, but he wasn't really a guy you wanted in fantasy. But that was kind of it. What does this do for these guys? What's his face is um, a free agent now, Gerald Everett. We might have to hop back on that. Oh boy. Hey, on that Tyler Higby train. We know that Matt Stafford, he won't like he won't pepper his tight end with targets, but his target his tight end will be involved. He'll look at him We've in the seen Eric Ebron have decent seasons. We've seen TJ Hawkinson. His season like as a whole was a little underwhelming, but he was consistent. Like he was just always a top twelve tight end between five yeah. and twelve. I really think Tyler Higby is gonna be um an underrated piece. Coming up this season. Okay, you're trying to make a, a remix to Eleanor Rigby, but call it Tyler Higby. And we'll talk about his uh, his appeal this coming season. Really, really dumb. I don't know why anyone's listening to this. Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby. He wants to go down from Stafford in the end zone. That in the end zone is nowhere near <laughs> anything that even sounds like the Beatles. The Beatles. I'm John Lennon, the late singer of the Beatles. Oh, the lovely touchdowns. Tyler Where Higby. do they all come from? They Can come from Matthew Stafford for the season. <laughs> to Tyler Higgins. Hey, Michael, what do you think about the receivers of Stafford? We need to move on. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know, I get carried away. Uh, yeah, th- there's, again, there's not a, oh, well, is he going to be able to learn the offense? It's Matt Stafford. It's Robert Woods. It's Cooper Cup. Like, if you're... Like at worst, they're gonna be who they were this year. I think and again, way better. I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, at, at worst they're gonna be the same. So yeah, I think they're gonna be great value picks. I mean, Robert Woods is a value pick every single year over and over. So I'm just a little scared that now he won't be as good of a value pick as usual. But I'm guessing people are just gonna keep seeing Robert Woods and skipping over his name for whatever reason, so we could just keep getting him at a discount. Uh, I love. I love yeah, me some Robert Woods. Baby. I love me some Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup is the real big winner of this trade. I think that uh, Matt Stafford just plays into Cooper Cup's skills so much better than Goff did. And Robert Woods, again, like I, I want to see this guy get, you know, 150 targets from a great quarterback. 
And I, if you don't already know, I think I think Matt Stafford for me is as high as number seven quarterback, as low as number twelve. I was I was going back and forth with a friend of mine who said he was from twelve to fifteen. I'm like, you are crazy. You can go as high as seven for him, as low as twelve. I think that that's that's like that's how high I think he's at. And when you put that kind of piece, and Robert Woods gets open, Cooper Cup gets open. Tyler Higby has the ability, he, like, he did, not last year, the year before, the last three weeks of the season, he set ridiculous tight end records, ridiculous tight end records, like, that no one's ever done before, so he has that ability, Cam Akers is going to benefit from this, I think, I think that it's going to be a, a, a win all around for the Rams, um, what about the Lions, though? Because now you're looking at a, a team that you could always rely on Matt Stafford. You're obviously not starting Jared Goff. Uh, how are you looking at if Ke- Kenny Dalladay is probably not going to resign at this point, right? So you're looking at Marvin Jones and a couple other pieces. You're looking at TJ Hawkinson and you're looking at DeAndre Swift. How does this change your opinion on those guys? I think that DeAndre Swift might start jumping into back end round one conversations Whoa, okay. as we get closer to the season. Okay. If that's the case, I'm not touching him. I'm just saying I think the hype is going to be there because if you look at what they they've brought in Dan Campbell tight end coach for the um for the Saints, Saints uh he's used to uh, they brought in someone else from the Saints who used Alvin Kamara like if you look at the Saints they use Alvin Kamara a lot and they use their tight ends a lot and that's who because I'm assuming because of Dan Campbell they're going to use their tight ends a lot so it's probably going to be a Offense that runs through Hawkinson and Swift, especially considering that they don't have wide receivers at the moment. And I don't know if they're going to re-sign Galladay. I don't know if they're going to tag him or if they're going to draft a receiver, whatever they do. Right now, they don't really have anyone. And as we always say, bad quarterbacks are better when they're throwing in the middle of the field. Um, Jared Goff, not a very good quarterback, so he's probably going to want to hit Hawkinson in the middle of the field a lot. Probably going to want to use DeAndre Swift out of the backfield. I think there's going to be a lot of hype that goes around DeAndre Swift just because there's not going to be a lot of talent around him. And we've also seen running backs thrive. It was in a McVay offense, but we've seen running backs thrive with Goff under center. Yeah. I mean, Goff definitely likes to throw the, the running back out of the backfield. Michael, you agree with Jason? I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm always on the, if it's a worse quarterback in town, how could you possibly predict more success? Like, yeah, it's DeAndre Swift. Pick. DeAndre Swift, he didn't play much in the first half, really. Like, I think he had only a handful of games over 50% of the snaps. The role could absolutely increase. But if you're trying to tell me that the offense is going to be better with, first off, we don't know how a Dan Campbell offense runs, right? Like, just because he came from New Orleans and Alvin Kamara was super effective there doesn't mean he's going to try to turn Swift into Kamara. Like, we've seen all these hyped-up coaches all the time go become their own head coaches and they they can't run an offense like no one really knows how Dan Campbell's offense is going to run and it's a it's a worse quarterback now like we've clearly stated so I mean if if DeAndre Swift he I I, I'm with Jason I think his ADP is just going to keep getting juiced up higher and higher if he ends up within like the top 15 picks I don't see myself taking him this is this is like this is how I felt about Miles Sanders early on last year and then I slowly became a big Miles Sanders guy. Clearly, that ended up not being a very good choice. 
I don't know if I'm going to be able to switch here with DeAndre Swift because I, I like him a lot. I think he's very talented. It's just that offense. And like Jason said, they don't really have many weapons now either with uh, Kenny Galladay gone. Well, maybe they re-sign him, but that's highly doubtful. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm certainly not as intrigued by that offense, and I already wasn't super intrigued by it. I think, I think the jump of talent in DeAndre Swift could be what overcomes your thinking of worst quarterback, right? I think that's, I think that's probably what it's going to look like. But I agree. If he's at the, a Lions running back at the end of the first round, please miss me. That's like, that's so, ah. I know I don't want to talk shit, and I, I always tell the twins, like, uh, let's not talk shit, and then I am always the one who's, who ends up talking shit. <laughs> I don't know how it happens, but these <laughs> these losers on Twitter, man, that, that are all like, meh, 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 meh. It's, it's their type of guy. He's like a, like, he, I could already, I could see them lifting him up to the first round and having a giant bust, like Joe Mixon all over again. But I, 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 I love him, the player. Talking about the Twitter people, dude, I've seen at least eight tweets in the last... 14 hours talking about, you know who you need to talk about more in Dynasty? Cortland Sutton. It's like, dude, you're like the eighth person who tweeted this. You're all talking about him. Shut up. <laughs> you just want retweets and likes. Like, yeah, totally. You're right. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you're all talking about Cortland Sutton right now. It's the new thing to do. I, uh, I want to talk about something that's the new thing to do because I, I think me and the twins are completely off on this one. I think it's a great conversation to have. We don't really have Dynasty conversations, but there's going to be a Dynasty conversation. The other day, I went into my dynasty league about three weeks ago. And I went, hey, Andrew Luck, what's good? You're on my team now. And now all of a sudden, there's text messages coming out. And, Pat, and you know, people are thinking, Whis- whispers are being heard. This shit is dumb. Andrew Luck is might come back. The calls need a quarterback. Why not? I think yeah, that- if Philip Rivers didn't retire, there would be no talks, right? So Andrew Luck is gonna get let some random dude decide his life. That doesn't make any That's logical sense happen. to me. Andrew Luck is sitting at home like, oh, Philip retired. Maybe I should play again. Thanks. And are Phillip we just for the opportunity? Like, are we just on. forgetting that everyone had the same exact conversation about Andrew Luck last year? No, they didn't. Yes, they did. This conversation is gonna happen until he's thirty-eight. Yeah. <laughs> And even then, is like, remember how good luck was, bro? Why can't he play as long as Brady did or some stupid-ass shit <laughs> in 10 years from now? Watch Andrew Luck come out of retirement at, like, 39 and win a Super Bowl, though. How far would that be? Andrew Luck is going to come out of retirement this year, play for the Colts, and change the fucking game, and he's on my team. Shut up. I want to believe it. Yo, but what if it happened? Yo, that would be the, that would be the wildest but shit. That's what these people do. We, if we wanted to turn our Twitter into hot takes Twitter, we could just say like ridiculous shit all the time. Oh, it's gonna be crazy when OBJ goes to the Jaguars and then goes for two thousand yards with Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> what? And then if, if it happens, a zero zero one percent chance. You're like, oh, these people. What? They're geniuses. And then you get like the eight fire emojis in a row as a as a comment back by like forty seven different people. <laughs> Fire take, bro. Or, or if you're talking something. about Twitter too much. Or, Jay, if you say some stupid shit like Ryan Tannehill's going to take over and outscore Marcus Mariota. You know? <laughs> yeah, really dumb. That's what, dumb shit right there. What an idiot. Um, <laughs> Who ranks a backup quarterback over the starter? 
Speaking of backup quarterbacks over the starters, uh, Carson Wentz, Ian Rappaport says that the Eagles have been fielding calls for Carson Wentz, which is interesting because the 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 narrative that followed the Doug Peterson f- firing was Doug Peterson was fired because he wanted to go to Jalen Hurts and bench Carson Wentz, who's obviously making mad money. I think his, his cap hit is $34 million this year. So he's making mad money. So... What, like, what was going on? What was going on? Did they lie? They probably lied to us. If Do you think that there's a chance that Carson Wentz gets dealt? Who really knows, honestly? When it comes to Carson Wentz, like, there's, there's talk everywhere. Like, oh, they got rid of Peterson to keep Wentz. Oh, Wentz wants to be traded. Like, it's just one of those situations where you really have no idea what's happening. I feel like it's kind of like Tom Brady last year. Where it was I'm like, also, he's going to leave New England. No, there's no way. And then he actually did. It's like, the reports just keep changing. Who really knows? I've also seen um, a lot of reports saying that Carson Wentz is worth a lot more to NFL executives. That seems to be the trend. Um, so that is something I'd be... Like, if I'm targeting Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz gets traded, that's something I'd be like concerned about like if Wentz is the one that gets traded for like two first round picks or some shit which would be a stupid trade but if someone did that then I think that bumps up Watson's value like this Jared Goff trade because a contract and such was is different but if Carson Wentz gets traded for a decent amount I do think that hurts teams looking to get Deshaun Watson for cheaper than the Texans would like to give him up for Huh. Yeah, it it's it's interesting because there's there's a few teams that you think Carson Wentz would be perfect for, particularly the 49ers. The 49ers seem to be like a perfect destination for him. There could be a lot of quarterback dominoes that fall this year. Like imagine 49ers would be great. So if 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 Wentz went to the 49ers, let's think of the next domino, right? Let's play the game. What happens to Jimmy Garoppolo? Jimmy Garoppolo needs to go somewhere. Who needs a quarterback? New England. He goes to New England. Jimmy Garoppolo back to New England. Interesting. Jimmy Garoppolo. And now, all right. The 49ers, so, the 49ers should uh, go get Kirk Cousins. I, I think that's a great idea. I think that, yeah. I think Kirk Cousins and Kyle Shanahan are, are perfect for each other. I think Kirk Cousins is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the league, too. Yeah, yeah I, sure. I it blows my mind how much hate he gets. Like, he's super efficient. He's been... Top six in um in true throw value each of the last two years. He's always over eight in yards per attempt. He's always has a good touchdown interception ratio. Like he always ends up with over like four thousand passing yards. I just I I don't know why he gets so much shit for the quarterback that he is. He's a like he's a very good NFL quarterback, but he's certainly better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you know what do you know what I think it is? He always starts the year slow. Like Kirk Cousins always has a couple bad first games. Or like a game a couple years ago where he threw the ball 10 times in week one. And that, it's easy to just like cast someone aside, especially when he's playing for a team that's never like truly in the Super Bowl hunt. Even when they're a good team, it's their defense that gets like their defense and the uh, and the what do you call the, the running back who get all like the love. So yeah. I feel like he's under the when radar I, a little bit. The one thing I find a little strange about uh, I need to stop this real quick. Um Trevor Bauer is the current favorite to sign with the Mets. Hmm. Oh, um, shit. 
latest report, the Mets are the favorites, and his oh, agent shit. tweeted that it's down to two teams. So we're all Mets fans here. So I just had to say that. Got oh, I'll, get back to, I'll get back to Kirk Cousins now. What? It, uh, hold on, hold on. Before we get back to, to, to Kirk Cousins, okay. I, how any <laughs> Mets fan does not want Trevor Bauer on their team is beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. But I also want to say, um, you know, talking about baseball, at Berto Dugout and uh, join the Patreon for a bunch of fantasy baseball stuff that's going to be coming at you over these next couple months. Fact. True. Michael is is the best fantasy baseball player I've ever seen. Yeah. No, no lie. No lie. It's crazy. It's insane. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say about Kirk Cousins is that the odd thing about Cousins to me is that there's times where his arm just looks very weak. Hmm. Like, there's just some throws that he makes that are just like, what do you do? Like, he'll just, especially like, he'll be on the run and then I, I guess it may have to do with his footwork. Like, he'll be on the run and make a beautiful throw 15 yards down the field, but there'll be other times where he's on the run and he'll just, like, lollipop a throw right into a defender's arms. Like, there's times where his um his arm just looks kind of weak, and I'm going to probably attribute that to his footwork messing up because footwork is a, a, has a lot to do with being a quarterback. I feel like if he was in a Shanahan offense, man, they'd take care of that easily. Hmm. I mean, he, he did shine in, in Washington with Shanahan. When that was his best season ever, the the year that Shanahan was the offensive coordinator there, so it's interesting stuff. A lot of a lot of quarterbacks could be shifting around. This could be a really unprecedented kind of off season, or nothing could happen and we could just be uh, just talking about it. But either way, pretty interesting stuff going on because one of the other QB dominoes that could fall is the aforementioned Deshaun Watson. Uh, SNY's Ralph Vacchiano reports that Deshaun Watson would not veto a trade to the Jets. Now, that is also on the heels of a rumor that he prefers to play with new coach Robert Sala of the Jets. Another rumor that has surfaced from this one Colin Cowherd has given uh has given his stamp on and he usually has really good inside information is that Deshaun Watson is willing to sit out the season if he's not traded. I think that is a game changer. So that would be that would be something. He would have yeah. to be traded if he's if he's really going to go through with that. Because if you think about it, like he's 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 already rich. He's in his prime. Like, but he's a quarterback. Is a year of rest. He's been the most. He's been in the top like two sacked quarterbacks the last three years. Is a little rest going to do him bad? Is he going to forget how to play quarterback? Probably not, right? So no, yeah. That's why people want Andrew Luck back, right? <laughs> exactly. So if he's willing to but do I mean, it. That's his, exactly. That's his biggest bargaining chip right now. And if he's actually willing to do it, then it means something. For sure. Imagine no NFL with Deshaun Watson. Come on, Texans. An NFL without Deshaun Watson is not a fun NFL. Why? Yeah, there's no reason for that. Um, Michael, do you have any thoughts on this? Or are you just going to hold your tongue on this one? <laughs> I mean, you guys are talking. You want me to interrupt? You always tell me to stop interrupting you for crying out loud, Tim. Why? Where did you get like a Boston accent from? I don't know where. <laughs> you guys are talking. You want me to do that? That is not a Boston yeah, accent. Yeah, my bad. Wait. I don't know. Ah, you're wicked awesome. Anyway, <laughs> that was, that was Deshaun, if you're, if you're an NFL team in QB purgatory, which is like 70% of NFL teams, purgatory. you do whatever you can to get Deshaun Watson, period. I think and if you're the Texans, you trade him and get as much as you possibly can back, period, because there are going to be multiple teams. Wait, real talk, though, real quick. 
holy moly, if a team trades for Derek Carr, man, that team needs to retire from the NFL. Apparently, there they are, are multiple teams interested in Derek Carr services. It's basically the Panthers signing Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, multiple dumbass GMs out there, apparently. And then you got people on. Oh, I, I didn't realize he threw for 4,000 yards with a high completion percentage. Yo, he sucks, man. Okay? Like, have you seen today's NFL? It's not that difficult to pass for 4,000 yards and to have a high completion percentage. Watch a damn Raiders game. The dude sucks. <laughs> Sorry to break it to you. He's all right. He doesn't suck. He's a league average quarterback, period, at best. Like, you're not going to win anything with Derek Carr. He's the guy that set your franchise back eight years. You're never going to win with exactly. him. You're never going to get a first-round pick with him. He's the Atlanta Hawks of quarterbacks. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. The I mean, Hawks had a nice run of, like, three, four seeds getting bounced in the first round. That's not a nice run. The Hawks, for, like, 12 years in a row, were, like, the four seed in the East and got bounced in the first or second round. Like, for years in a row. Years. Made no sense. They never changed their roster. Um, yeah. Jeff Teague every day. I, apparently, the Raiders have become a big favorite to land Deshaun Watson. Now, that could be interesting. Deshaun Watson in a Raiders jersey is something that... Oh, the Texans are totally a team that would think trading Watson for Carr isn't even that big of a downgrade. Yeah. Dude, I could totally Texans, see that. If the Texans deadass trade Deshaun Watson and get back, like, a first, second, and Derek Carr... Oh, oh man, that would be like the most Houston Texans thing to do ever. According like to with the way with the way that damn fucking entire being of Houston Texans these last few years is just such a joke the way they've been operating. According to reports, there are some uh there the Texans have not really fielded any offers yet, but there are some offers that involve as much as three first round picks. According to reports. Again, why not, right? Right. It's Deshaun Watson. Let's You're going to have him for the next 10 years plus. Let's continue talking about our quarterbacks. Jameis Winston. Uh, Sean Payton said they have big interest in bringing back Jameis Winston. The Saints are a team that I thought of automatically when I thought of Matt Stafford. I thought that that would be a, a great fit. Um, maybe they're in the market for a quarterback. Maybe they go with Jameis Winston. It's been a long time since Saints and quarterback was not something that was like, together and just you already knew that the quarterback position for the Saints is going to be tops in the league. Would you go with Jameis Winston if you were the Saints or would you explore other options? I'm confused as to why people are just forgetting that Taysom Hill was the quarterback when Drew Brees left. Like, why is it that everyone's like, oh, is Jameis Winston going to be the quarterback? We asked this question earlier this year, and the answer was Taysom Hill. Why would that change over the offseason? It's not like Taysom Hill played bad. Like, I, I, that's that's what I'm confused about. Like, if they re-sign him, it's going to be as a backup. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people talking as if Jameis Winston's going to re-sign with the Saints and be the starter as if he didn't play behind Taysom Hill this year. Like, it's just very confusing to me. I don't understand it. I concur. It's odd. Interesting. I don't think people think of Taysom Hill as someone who can sustain an offense for 16 games. You think of him as maybe a one or two game gadget guy like he like he was. Like maybe this might sound crazy, but maybe like he's a solidified backup quarterback. You know what I mean? So like if you're if your starter gets hurt, he can come in for a short period of time, 
and be effective and be a change of pace and give people something different to look at. But he can never really be the starter for 16 games. So he's like solidified in the backup spot. Now you have to look for a starter. I know that's not usually how things go, but like it's like having like a really good sixth man. Like, like there's a lot of basketball analogies today. But J.R. Smith, when he was with the Knicks, right? He, we, he, they wanted him to be a six man so bad, so they, they had to go and acquire a shooting guard, who was probably less talented than Jr. But he'd start over Jr. because Jr. If you give him thirty minutes, he's gonna do something stupid five times at least. Jr.'s hot sauce. You know what I mean? It's kind of <laughs> like that. I don't know. I I don't see why a team would be like, yeah, this guy. This guy should start for three games, but next season this guy should be the quarterback. It's weird. Yeah, it's not like it's a like a a starting I guess we're gonna go back to another sport. Like a starting pitcher in baseball, where it's like like Seth Lugo for the Mets last year made some starts because the Mets were short on short on starting pitching. But he's gonna go back into the bullpen because like that's his role. It's not like they the Saints chose Taysom Hill like oh we really need a quarterback you're next up we don't have another choice Jameis Winston was there and they said sorry Jameis you're gonna back up Taysom Hill now you're still gonna be backing him up I just don't understand why that would change like why would that going into next season not be the same also considering that Taysom Hill didn't play at a level where it's like he obviously can't be the starting quarterback yeah the only down game really that he had was Denver and that was that weird ass game where the Saints basically decided they were going to play only running football because Denver couldn't pass with Hilton at at quarterback. So that was the only weird-ass game. So it's like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't see why. Like, especially because Jameis Winston is a free agent. Like, if they wanted him to be the QB of the future, they would have started him this year when Drew Brees went down. Period. Like, why is everyone getting rid of the idea that they brought him in for one year to see if he's worth the future? He wasn't. They benched him for Taysom Hill because they're talking. And about now they're going to move on because they're talking about bringing him back. I think that the report is that Sean Payton's like, yes, we want to bring them both back. Well, also teams want good backup quarterbacks these days. It's very everyone important. thinks that a backup quarterback could win a Super Bowl now because Nick Foles did it once. <laughs> That that is fucking. That's dumb too. Nah, man. I I I gotta push back. I think there's an old saying. Oh man, teams just play follow the fucking leader. You're not gonna win Super Bowl to back up quarterback. Quarterback is the most important position in the league. There's an old saying that quarterback is the most important position in the league. Backup quarterback is the second most important position in the league. That's what there's a saying. But that's but it's not like you're gonna have. I don't know, like. There's only a handful of quarterbacks good enough to win a world uh, Super Bowl. It's not like you're going to have a Russell Wilson back up Russell Wilson. The best backup quarterback still isn't going to win anything. Nick Foles is an anomaly. If there was any quarterback that could back up himself, I think Russell Wilson would be the guy. Wait, what is, he, tell Mickey to shut up. Where you're recording a podcast. What is this crap? For real, man. I was about to say, if anyone here's barking in the background, that's Mickey, a little uh, five-pound dog that is... <laughs> Ridiculously Roxana. cute, but ridiculously small. <laughs> so small. Can can Mickey like not bark so much? <laughs> <laughs> but he's loud, as you could tell. Um, I know. Thanks. 
mean in a bad way, but the dog's barking on the podcast. Jason's in trouble. Jason's in trouble. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm going to get this sparkle going. What do you guys say? Let's do it, boy. All right, so since it's Super Bowl weekend, we are keeping it Super Bowl themed here. And the quiz we got up is all 54 quarterbacks that have ever played in the Super Bowl. So how do you guys want to approach this? Let's go backwards. No. Remember. The 54 winning quarterbacks. The winning quarterbacks, yes. So listen, Jason and Michael, get this very clear through your guys' minds. We are on a show. We are producing a show right now. Do not randomly write names that you didn't say out loud. Out of order. You always do this. Every time we do this, you write names out of order and you don't say it and it's just there and the, the they don't know. Let's go in order. We're going to go backwards in order. All right? We're going to try and get 54 backwards in order in six minutes. If you guys don't know. All right. Could we, just, could we just start with Joe Namath since we're Jets fans? No. You're already, you're already oh, starting with this shit. <laughs> All right. What about Bart Starr? Fine. <sighs> All right. All right. Are we ready? Let's do this. This oracle is six minutes long. We're in okay. for a six-minute brigade. You have but. to type it correctly, or it will not. Yeah, count. Thanks for the lesson. Just so you guys count. know, you guys are really teaching me how to do this. This is a sporkle. If you want to ever do cool sports trivia, sporkle.com. They don't even. They didn't even pay me to say that. I just think that it's the best spot ever. And you can make a quiz cool. too and put it up and like maybe maybe we'll do it on the show. Who knows? Um, maybe it's part of our uh, Zoom. With the patrons, we could do like a sporkle. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. All right, you guys ready? I am ready. All right, I'm going to press play, and then we start with Super Bowl 54. I'm going to say the team name. Just remember that we're going 54 backwards. Once we get to a point where you guys need to be reminded of the Super Bowl, I'll tell you. All right? Good. Ready, set, go. All right, so Mahomes. Obviously. Tom Patriots. Brady. Brady. Eagles. Oh, Tom Brady just filled in mad. Tom Brady filled in everything. <laughs> Nick Foles. Nick Foles, Foles, obviously. Broncos Manning. Tom Brady. We skipped Tom Brady. Broncos. Peyton Manning. Seahawks. Russell Wilson. Seahawks is Russell Wilson. Baltimore Ravens. Flacco. Joe, Joe Flacco. And then, the, you and then we the, have the Packers. Hold on. Aaron Aaron Forgot about the Giants. Eli Manning. And then we got the Packers. Aaron Rodgers. The Saints. Drew Brees. The Steelers, Jason Ben Roethlisberger. Good luck to me. R-O-E-T-H-L-I-S-B-E-R-D. Yeah, first try. And then Eli Manning filled. Peyton Manning for the Colts. Ben Roethlisberger for the Steelers. Brady, Brady. And then Brady. Fucking Brady. In between. The Buccaneers are in between. Um, Buccaneers. Uh, Brad Johnson. Yeah, it was Johnson, right? That's, nice. a, that's an outlier. Brad Johnson was one of the ones where I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this. And, and now then the, the Patriots. Brady. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer. Ravens. Trent Dilfer. That's the Trent Dilfer year. It is. Kurt Warner. Rams. Warner. Broncos. Is that, is that John Elway? Are we back nice. already to guys like John Elway? We are. It is. Yep. Elway, Favre. back to back. The Packers. Is this? Favre. Favre? Yeah. I was winning Super Bowls John Elway was winning Super Bowls. Aikman. Probably Aikman. We're back to Super Bowl 30, folks. Yeah. Yep. Probably Aikman uh, won Steve. two out of three. The 49ers are sandwiched in the middle. Do we remember who the, that was? Steve Young. Steve Young, baby. See, backup quarterbacks don't win, guys. We're done with the first 25. 
There's four and a half minutes remaining. You know what's Dallas mad Cowboys. funny, Jason? You say backup quarterbacks don't win, guys, and the next guy is a backup Tim, quarterback. shut up. Who? The next guy's a backup quarterback for the Washington uh, Doug. Oh, what's his oh, last Cowboys name? Cowboys was Aikman. So then we have the Redskins. Redskins. He was a backup quarterback for Joe. Th- he was the backup quarterback for Joe Theismann. First Let's name was sure it wasn't Th- Doug. Oh, oh, Theismann won a while ago. Uh, first name was Doug Williams. Doug Williams. Doug I have Williams no idea who him? Doug Williams is. If this is right. He spelled Williams wrong, Jay. Yeah, I know. The computer's going a tad slow. Uh, oh, Doug Williams was not that one, actually. So was it Joe Theismann in 36? No, I typed in Theismann. Theismann won 17. Oh, yeah. Doug the Williams. Redskins won 22. They also won 26. I'm sorry for saying Redskins, but that's their team name at this time. So um, I apologize. Uh, all right. Let's just skip that for now. What about the Giants? Well, the Niners, Montana. Joe Montana. Joe Montana. And then the. It was. Uh, oh, Joe Montana filled up everywhere. What's his face? The not, the dude who's on TV all the time. Right, right. Boomer. Not Boomer Sison. No, no. Not Boomer Sison, man. The other guy. Fucking. Oh, I can't remember his name. Hey, the one who's on TV, man. Always talking. For the Giants. Sims? Sims. Sims. There you Sims. go. Sims. Sims. Oh, the Giants won again, though, without Phil Sims. They won without Super they won again without without Phil Sims. Sims. Let's let's keep going. The the Chicago 35. Bears, uh Jim um Super Bowl twenty. Jim oh, something with an M. Oh my god, why can't I remember his name? He's McMahon? He's, I, McMahon, yes, yes, Jim McMahon. Good shit, Michael. Oof, how do you spell that? McMahon. McMahon. Han. Han. Owen. Owen. Yeah, Owen. McMahon it is. All right, so the Raiders, Super Bowl 18. Come on, guys, we have two minutes. Mm. Two minutes, Raiders, 20 seconds. Super Bowl 18. Okay, I think this is where we just got to put in. All right, so let's just start. All right, so Bart Starr won the first two. Terry yeah, Bradshaw. Yep. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Joe Bradshaw. Joe Montana. Joe Namath. Yes. Oh, Spell Bradshaw wrong. I'm um, Namath. Shout out, Jets. Damn, Bradshaw was a fucking beast. All right, come on. We have yeah, 43 out of 54. We need 11 more. Come on. Come on. We have two minutes. Dan Marino. Oh, Dan Marino never won. No, Dan Marino. I um, saw the Dolphins. Colts. Oh, uh, Johnny Unitas. Uh, let's Unitas unite us. For the Johnny Unitas. Uh, the Cowboys and Chiefs. Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton. You know, spell Tarkenton by any chance? <laughs> I think yeah. Jason's spelling it right. Oh, damn, populated. Um, See, going back to the top 15 Super Bowls is where I start losing it. Some, Some of these guys are going to pop up and be like, oh, man. A lot of these guys. The are Raiders won like, two oh, in like five years. Who is their quarterback? Hmm. I'm blanking. I should know, but it was, you know, this is the running games for the Raiders. That's why this is this I'm is also back in the day. We're them. missing the Giants one. I'm not gonna lie, guys. Word. I mean, I think that wasn't it a was it a backup for the Giants too that came in? Um, no. We're missing ten at this point. We just need to say quarterbacks. Who won uh, the Cowboys? I feel like we should know this. The Cowboys' first Super Bowl. I I I, I he just got in. Uh, he's in the Hall of Fame. I I man, I'm really mad at my brain for not. No, no, just start saying Doug Flutie. <laughs> no, Doug Flutie did not did not win a Super Bowl. What about um, the Dolphins one? Bledsoe did Bledsoe win a Super Bowl? No, Bledsoe. You're thinking oh. like I think old. Oh, so old further, yeah. further like the people that were the people that were guessing are probably dead. Like that's what we're talking about. Yeah, well, yeah. Guys, I'm gonna be really thirty seconds. I'm gonna be really mad. At the Cowboys one, man. Harbaugh didn't mad. win a Super Bowl as a QB, right? No. 
Try it. Oh, Jason. Did Jason Garrett win? No. I'm just trying to think. Like, these people were quarterbacks, too. Oh, what? I was going to start naming head coaches. Doug Peterson. <laughs> you didn't put Garrett, bro. All right. I'll put Garrett. Garrett didn't win a Super Bowl. 10 seconds left. This isn't looking good. We got 44 out of 54. Not the worst showing. Not the, the best show. It's the oldest. I'll disappointed. We, we knocked the first 25. Though the last, the most previous, most recent 25 out of the park. 44 out of 54 is like a 90. All the ones oh, we were alive for. Never mind. We beat the average score. All right, uh, so I'm going to go through. Rogers, oh, Bob Greasy. Fucking Stallback. That's who I was thinking of Bob when I said Doug Flutie. Yeah, you said fucking Flutie. You were thinking of Greasy. <laughs> All right, so the Cowboys guy we forgot is Roger Stallback. Oh, That's my God. One. I can't believe that. Bob Greasy. Oh, Jim back. Plunkett we forgot. Mark Rippian. Wow. The Giants Jeff, Hostel- Jeff Hostetler. Hostetler. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I and couldn't then the pick- Chiefs. Honestly, Len Dawson for the Chiefs is someone I would not have got. But the rest of these guys we could have got. I Jim wouldn't Plunkett, have got Jeff Hostetler. Stallback. I wouldn't have got Hostetler either. Mark Rippian we could have got. Should have got Maybe. Guys. I'm Stallback re- and Greasy, though. Really? Michael said fucking Flutie, and then we just moved our mind from Greasy. <laughs> just because their names rhyme. And it's, and it's funny, too, because the greasier the flute, the better it is. Wow, Tim. <laughs> That's the next level bad joke right there. I'm really, really, really mad that I didn't say Roger Stallback. Like, I'm, I'm, it's going to bother me for the rest of the day. Yeah, not getting Stallback is pretty awful by us. The rest of them, I could... I'll be like, all right. Yeah. I, I see why we missed it, but damn, to not get Roger Stahl. I have no idea who Len Dawson is. I'm not going to act like I've ever heard that name in my life. He won Super Bowl four for the Chiefs, apparently. <laughs> Len yeah, Dawson was a good quarterback. Was. He was like a, he was like a that 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 times version of like an air raid kind of guy. Jim Plunkett, man. Anyway, uh, that right. is that is all for us today. Again, if you want an extra episode, come check us out at patreon.com slash bro this is really wrong it says 81 percent. 44 to 54 is eight oh yeah it is yes it's 81 percent. sure yeah you just cut off my my exit <laughs> to say hold on this is wrong that a thing that no one could see and you were wrong about it jason the average is 70 percent. so and then and then that's michael's response to what i just said i, I correct you know what I, I just we're signing off where could they find us they can find us at Brodo Fantasy on Twitter. They can find us at BrotoFantasy.com. Again, please support the show, Brodo Fantasy. Uh, Patreon.com, sorry, slash Brodo Fantasy. That is, uh, I promise you, your money is going to good resources. This summer is going to be a very special one for Brodo and the listeners. So please become a part of, commu- a part of the community. Uh, we have Super Bowl boxes for some prizes. I do uh, for merch that is going on for patrons right now. So uh, wish your favorite patron good luck in his Super Bowl. I boxes. do want to say real quick, um, Jim Irsay an hour ago said about Andrew Luck. He's more retired now than he was a year and a half ago. He definitely is retired and there's really no wiggle room or rumor as much as people would like to hear that. Believe me, I wish it was true and I was hiding some big announcement, but that's just not the case. He's coming back for show now, baby. Woo! Totally. 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 Later. Later.